You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life, drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so thrilled you could be with me. We've got a great show for you tonight. It's all about shifting timelines, and it's about a book written by Cindy Johnston about her intuitive wisdom on what it takes to really use the law of attraction. There's a whole new spin on it, and it is fascinating. You're going to love this. You know, there may be reasons why it is not working for you, or you're putting out your intentions, but it just doesn't work. Well, I think Cindy may have some answers for you, and so you're really going to get a lot out of this. Her book, Shifting Timelines, Co-Create an Extraordinary Life, is now on sale at in Amazon and on her website. You're going to find this so fascinating. So before we bring out Cindy, I just want to mention that I hope that you are going to meet me in Las Vegas on May 16th and 17th. Remember, Michael Lozier is doing a workshop there in Las Vegas that tells you how to make money using the law of attraction. Well, actually, by being a teacher of the law of attraction. He's got a turnkey approach that will make you money immediately. And if you really pay attention, you're going to find that the money is going to flow in by doing something that you really love. And that is teaching the law of attraction. So I hope that you'll join me. Remember May 17th, May 16th and 17th in Las Vegas. And you can find out more by going to michaeljloger.com and check on the facilitator workshop in Las Vegas. You're going to love, love, love it. I can promise you that. So with that, let's take a fast commercial break with this important message about the Law of Attraction magazine. And if you're watching this on video, you can see the magazine in motion. It's so much fun. Next month on May 1st, Lynn McTaggart is on the cover. And she is being featured about her book, The Power of Eight. There is something incredibly special about what she is saying, scientific documentation about the power of eight people. It's just not about 15,000 people coming together. You can make a huge difference with just eight people. But there is a secret to that. And it's something that I resonate so much with. So you're going to love this article. Remember, May 1st, 2018 is Lynn McTaggart. 
And you can get there by going to lawofattractionmagazine.net, N-E-T. So with that, let's stay tuned for the commercial, and we'll be right back with Cindy Johnston. Here's a status report on my May 16th and 17th Las Vegas event. I've only got a few spaces left. Join me, Michael Loge, for Turnkey Approach to becoming successful law of attraction speaker, coaches, and teacher. In many cases, you'll be making money within a few weeks using my success platform. Take advantage of this chance to discover how your career as a law of attraction professional is in your reach. Let me show you my secrets using my step-by-step approach for you to make an incredible income doing what you love which is teaching the law of attraction. Go to www.certifiedlawofattractionfacilitator.com. I look forward to meeting you in Las Vegas. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must-read. It's the science behind The Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Well, welcome, Cindy Johnston, to Love Attraction Talk Radio. I am so thrilled to be talking about this subject matter. Oh, thank you, Jules. It's great to be on the show. You know, uh, let's talk about shifting timelines. Well, first, what I want to do is actually talk about you a bit, because you're an intuitive. You've got this incredible wisdom. Uh, I want to give or have you give us a little bit of your history. Were you born with this? Did you develop it? What was your interest? Just tell us about yourself. (laughs) Thank you. I was intuitive all my life, like my childhood. I, I knew things and experienced things that the rest of the world might not have realized or I understood or they understood. But the big change happened in 99 when um, my mom passed away. And uh, I had a complete dream of how she would pass. And it all played out exactly as the dream showed me. And um, it was it was so bizarre and so strange. And I had to start studying. And that's when I stepped into the metaphysical world and you know, basically consumed books and then started studying with a medium and intuitive in 2000 and then started the Reiki path. And it just carried on to shamanism in 2004. And that's when my world really shifted into a deeper awareness other than um, just an understanding that, yes, we're all very intuitive. We all have innate. But I also realized there's medicine and power and wisdom we can connect to intentionally that's more than just the human human story and that's where shamanism came in so i've spent a lot of time in peru i spent five weeks in peru this year wow 
while in South America, I was three weeks in Peru and two weeks in Ecuador. And I try to go down at least once a year. And if I don't go down there, then my teacher from Peru comes here. So I've been studying with him for 10 years. And um, yeah, I'm just really blessed with the experiences I've had, the people I've met and, and continuing uh, to, to step into the wonder every day. I think that's where we're all about is learning magic and learning that we're in this incredible universe that we're all so, so divinely supported. We just need to dial into that radio station. And that's, that's what I'm doing right now is explaining some of that radio station scenario. So I love that. And, you know, I tend to think that there's a lot of magic in the world. And do you know that right now we're not allowed to say that word magic on the internet without fear of it being taken down, but I'm not worried about it at all because life is magical. We Mm -hmm. just have to know the tools in Mm -hmm. order to access the magic. And I think this is where you're coming in because your book shifting time or timelines is a really, um, an extension of the law of attraction. It's telling us something that may be the reason why some of us are not able to manifest it at all or or even it takes forever. So let's start there. Let's start there. What the heck is (laughs) shifting timelines? So what is timelines? How do you... This is just so fascinating to me. So we're living in a very complex universe. And the movie, The Matrix, kind of um, introduced a concept. Now, the movie is very Hollywood. But yeah. <laughs> it, did, it did introduce a concept that got us thinking about what kind of programs are we actually living in. And I mean, it, again, let's take Hollywood out of the question and, and just look at the fact that perhaps there is more to our energetic world than we recognize and that there are programs running that we create and then are created by other beings, other human beings and other historic times that we might have connection to. And um, in my book, I, I talk about the human communication field. And, and that was something that came through when I was writing the book that I've never seen before. But it made total sense to me that we're living within this program per se, of experiences in this reality. And those programs, um, in some format, we have relationship with. Some of us have strong relationship with the human collective and others of us have strong relationship with the astral dimension. Uh, Some of us, like me, have a strong connection to the earth matrix because I do the shamanic work. So it's kind of like we're interrelating with this this universal uh, communication field, and we're drawing into our life these experiences. And when these experiences get solidified with mental thought and emotion, which we humans are all about emotion, and that's why we're here is to experience emotion and process it. But when we get into a trajectory or we create this radio station where it's the same theme, the same energy, the same information, we're living in a timeline. 
So that's the way I, I, it's hard to take the quantum understanding of timelines and, and, and relate it into this 3D world. I use the analogy in the book, you know, where the ant and the anthill living in New York, and we don't understand how all these things work because we're in the ant and the anthill and, you know, we don't see past our park. But in truth, uh, we are interrelating and communicating with other fields all the time, day in and day out, 24-7. And those communication fields are affecting our reality. And we get into these timelines where it's the same theme, the same ideal, the same story. You know, think of story, really, because I think story is a fantastic analogy where we're experiencing, you know, perhaps... Let's think on the positive side, but I do want people to think about it the other side too. But say things are going really well for you. Your job is really, you know, you're, you're in this magic, as I say, in this time of wonder and things are going well, really well and everything is, is just ticking along. Well, that's a timeline and you're living in that timeline, but then something can happen and it clicks you out of that timeline. And then suddenly you're living in this other timeline where things aren't clicking and sinking like they were. And you go, what happened? And and that's where this book for me personally, again, I am no quantum physicist and I say that because people will ask me technically how this works and I go, I, I can't explain it to you because I'm the ant. But I do know that what I understand is that we're living in specific timelines. Some of our timelines are, are changeable depending on the environment, depending on the experiences. Sometimes we jump timelines. Sometimes we don't realize we're jumping timelines because they're so minor. And then there's other times we jump these themes into big changes and then suddenly we're living something else. And I have some great examples that I, I can share with you. Um, but does does that sort of answer your question? I want to make sure I, I kind of relay understanding here. So does the timeline reflect past, like um, ancestors, um, past lives? Absolutely. So it's like all, we're all merging into a one timeline. But so are we, I take it we're not stuck into one timeline. No, it depends on your human communication field and where you're operating from. What programs are you running? Are you running Excel? Are you running Word? Are you running, um, um, you know, a, a program that's brand new to your computer system and you're just getting your feet wet? You know, if you're a strong astral dimension communicator, then you're probably living some of your ancestors' lives. You know, truthfully, you know, we, we all have our ancestors in our bones and right. uh, we are working their history that is, was unfinished for them. I mean, as a shaman practitioner that worked with clients for 13 years, when I saw somebody who was really, really stuck, I always went to the ancestors because, you know, um, I wanted to see what was running from that influence, but there's other influences. I mean, now I recognize and I, I describe it in the book of parallel timelines are also running where maybe we're, our whole spirit, our whole soul is living a complete and different life. Our relationship, our common thread is our soul, but the relationship between lives can sometimes intermix depending on what we're learning. And I talk about that in the book that, you know, the soul is an efficient learner. It, the soul wants to know thyself in its all its different and wonderful outfits. And sometimes we live, you know, dual lives. And sometimes those relationships, as weird as this sounds, 
start to mix when the themes become similar. And I talk about the timelines merging when we have doorways that are, have resonance. So I like to explain to people that, you know, we're, we're running a channel. The channel is, is, is this construct that we're living in and there's interaction between the different communication fields, but then, you know, uh, something big might happen. And what I say is we cross channel, you know, just like a river, think about the river. You know, it's, it's meandering through its reality and experiences, and then it's seeking its back to source. That's where it's going. And we're very much a river, but we're, we're interrelating with some very complex systems. And we don't need to care about the systems because to, to me, they're distractive. What we need to recognize as co-creators in the understanding of law of attraction is that when we can't co-create that which we seek, then something's in our way. And when that something is in our way, it has likely got a relationship with the other programs that are running unconsciously to us that we don't know about. Interesting. So that means that you can run two timelines or at the same time. Yeah. So I'm I'm Jules at home, totally different from the Jules on the radio. Would that be considered? Yes. So a person who is at work is a totally different person from what they're at home. So when you manifest, it depends on or where you want to manifest, it really depends on which line you're on, right? Yeah, and if you think about jewels on the radio, you're in a certain vibration and a certain intention and a certain conscious focus, correct? Like you know what you're doing in that place. And so your timeline is going to interrelate to, example, other people who are interviewing other people in the world right now on that broadcast. So think about the radio stations again. So right now you and I are talking on a, a, a timeline where we're interrelating through communication. So all the other people who are doing that in the world, we could relate to energetically right now. Right. Right. So that's why when you see these really brilliant ideas, they start popping up all over the world. It's because those people are interrelating on that timeline simultaneously and getting the similar ideas. Interesting. I know this is profound. This is like, this was life altering for me to understand how it works. So you're right now tapping in energetically to all the brilliant people you included that are doing this work in the world. So you can see how certain things sync up for you during this time. And then you go home and you interrelate with family and the relationships that way. And it's a different experience because there's other people involved and you're interrelating with different programs, human communication field, your ancestors, the home energy, you know, that designs an another timeline. So you just change radio stations from country to easy listening. You know, it's that kind of analogy. So that's the literal day of timelines. You know, that's that's the way that it works is that we're we're jumping timelines all the time um, based on what we're focusing on. But we have predominant timelines, predominant programs, predominant doorways per se that 
cause us to live certain experiences. So a way, a good example that came to me when I was thinking about this interview was a lot of people are seeking um, sustainability in their lives. Like they're, they're suffering through lack and they can't get into that sustainable um, creation of, of income or, or financial support or they're not manifesting like they should. My question would be then where are they sourcing through their communication field that story? And Will can absolutely, when you think about things and, and start to focus on what you want versus what you don't want, which is the law of attraction methodology, you can help fuel your timeline. But if you're not manifesting the abundance you need, then there's something running in your timeline that's blocking it. And, and so that's why, you know, I, I have some um, ideas in the back of the book about how to shift up timelines literally from point A to point B. It takes action. It's not just thought and will. And that's the, I think that's the part that I, I came into this, you know, next version of what I'm offering in the world, understanding that it takes action to actually jump timelines. It takes actions as far as um, exercises, as far as thinking a different way, monitoring your thoughts. What what kind of action are you talking about? So I'm going to use me as an example. I decided in January after being in Peru, I want to lose weight. I want to get fit. I need to take my health seriously. I'm in my 50s now. I want to... I want to start to really pay attention. It's time. And so as soon as I came home, I started putting processes in place. I started implementing certain uh, eating regime. And then I joined a gym. I realized that this wasn't going to happen unless I took steps. And we do this all the time. As co-creators, we're taking steps to that, which we were looking for. But what happens is it takes it takes your self to move from the timeline of me being, you know, sedate in my life and not, not working out and not doing that to stepping into a timeline where I am working out, you know, I'm, and you know, I have to be in it for it to start to work. I can't will myself there. I can't think myself there, even though I know that some of the teachings out there, but I recognize the matrix that we're living is so complex. It's like we've got to literally stick our feet in that pond and draw forth that energy and that understanding and the consciousness and collective that we live within starts to fuel that timeline. Okay. So you're saying that you have to take the steps to achieve what you want to achieve. It's not magical thinking. It can't be because of the other constructs that we're interrelating with. You know, if you want a timeline to change, you've got to actually create action within that timeline so that you're bridging from where you were to where you want to be, right? And the bridge is action. It's not just thinking yourself through it. And, you know, and I think the law of attraction that the, the teachings that we've learned to date have been fantastic because it does, it does say to us, you know, you're co-creators, right. but you got to interrelate with the communication field that I list in my book from an active state because the universe is, I, I was sitting with the medicine people in Peru and they said, you think 10,000 thoughts in an hour. 
how does the universe know which thought is that which you are seeking? Good point. And it's, it makes sense, right? Like we do think a lot. I mean, I can be focusing on writing something and the next thing I know my grocery list pops into my head. <laughs> so it's so interesting that I interrelate with all these other fields, but they distract me. So when you take action, it's almost like it's putting creation in motion already. And um, I, I want to, I really want to show you how timelines work from one example that um, I don't share in the book, but I share on all my teachings online that was really important. I woke up one morning, I was meeting a loved one who was moving out of the city and she called me, woke me up with her phone call and told me she had a slight car accident and she was going to be late, but she still wanted to see me because she was moving. She gave me all the details of the car accident and it was emotional and it was upsetting. And I literally had to jump out of bed and do some things. I didn't have time to reset. Okay. I did not have time. So then I go and I meet her and we talk for a few minutes about the accident and then we get into the other world. So we didn't spend a lot of time there, but point is we spent some time there. And then I get in the car and I'm driving to go to a store and an accident happens just in front of me. Like I'm talking seconds before, well, they were out of their vehicle already looking at the debris everywhere. And I felt bad, said a prayer for them as I was driving by because, you know, not a good day for them. And I go and do my shopping and I get back on and it's on a causeway in our cities, you know, gets our limitation on traffic, just like other cities. It was backed up for miles, like miles and miles and miles because of the debris they had to clean up. So I'm driving back the other way and driving past all this really funky energy of unhappiness and stress and people needing to get there. And I could feel it. I could feel the energy of it. And I was, you know, clear, 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 release, release, release. But again, not taking any action, just thinking myself through it. And I I stop and I'm ready to turn off of my the main road and I'm on a turn signal stopped and I get hit from behind. <gasps> oh my God. And I have never had an accident, Jules, never. But there's the timeline where I jumped. It started with me waking up when I was most um, permeable with the energy and it just consistently built from there and, and literally it just kept showing up and showing up and showing up. And I never cleared. I never stopped the momentum of that timeline. I never was able to clear myself of it. And it took literal form and creation in my life. Just, just as a side note, was that retrograde Mercury retrograde? No, this was last year. And, and was, it wasn't Mercury retrograde. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was? <laughs> well, and you know, again, but I think it's a really, yeah, I think it's a really good example of how we can jump into other timelines that aren't even ours. That's what I want to say to people. These are not our timelines, but they affect us. We're permeable. Uh, we, I have a doorway to this person who I had this, you know, inter, like this coffee with because she's a loved one. And so I jumped into her timeline and basically started to relate it into mine and then the co-creation start to take place interesting 
So we need to understand that our timelines are interrelating with others and we're jumping out of our timelines into other people's timelines and experiencing these experiences that may not even be ours. There's a common thread for sure. We can't blame, shame or blame anybody else. There is a common thread and mine was love for this person. But man, like that's just a fine example of how timelines can, you know, timeline management is so imperative now. And I know maybe your, your um, listeners have noticed the speeding up of co-creation. It's getting faster and faster, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we gotta, we gotta figure out where we're at, where, what is our operating system doing? Are we interrelating with, with other operating systems that perhaps are not serving us right now and blocking our co-creations that we seek and we're co-creating the things we absolutely don't want to involve ourselves with. So the law of attraction tells us we're magnetic and we are magnetic. We are absolutely no question broadcasting and receiving constantly, but we need to figure out what our magnetics are based in and it's not just thought, you know. Okay, so that event happened for you. Mm-hmm. To show you exactly what was going on in a timeline. There was a reason for that to happen so that you could gather that information. But as a, a person who is in that, is there a way to stop and jump out of that into another timeline or do we have to follow through? No, in my world, what I should have done is stopped the momentum uh, when I got to the store. I saw an act. I heard about an accident with a loved one. Then I saw an accident right then and there. I should have paid attention. Something's up. I'm in the wrong magnetic field. I don't want to be here. I should have gone at the store and sat on the land and just reset, prayed, meditated for five minutes, cuddle cords, do my processes that I do that I share some of that in the book, you know, water release work that I share where you blow the energy of um, your emotions and thoughts into water and then pour it on the land. That is a big reset because it actually helps you reset back to the earth matrix. Oh, that sounds so wonderful. Wonderful. That really makes it so you blow it all into like a glass of water. Yeah. Your emotions, you just get rid of it and then pour it into the ground, which makes sense too because it's energy. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So that's one of the most powerful processes I use in my own life, you know. And if you don't have water and you have a glass of juice in your car, then use that. That's better than nothing. But I should have stopped the momentum. Uh, but it's a great story. So perhaps it was divinely guided and my car wasn't, my car wasn't, you know, damaged too badly. I had, I had some physical symptoms for a couple of days. Cause like I said, I've never been in an accident, but which caught my attention, you know, it's like, pay attention. Like this is, this is important stuff. So, I mean, I have to experience it before I understand how important it is. And to teach others about it. So like I said, you had to go through that experience so Mm -hmm. that you could learn from it. You know, it's like they say, the teacher has experienced everything. That's how Mm -hmm. they teach. So you did that. And and I can applaud you for that. But I like to know the um, remedies. So the water is a great one. And we do that if we can feel our emotions going Wrong, uh, yeah. wrong, like icky, icky yeah. feeling. So you just yeah. take and blow all of those emotions into the glass. 
Yeah. And literally I say to people, dig deep, you know, get into the thoughts too, because, you know, I'm sure you've walked into a room perfectly feeling great. At least I have. And then I walk out feeling mucky Yeah, because I'm empathic and I've imprinted with all of these energies. You know, I, I struggle to go to funerals for that reason, because I know as a medium in, you know, practicing medium for many years, death is, is, is an okay thing, but I struggle to be the human amongst humans experiencing all those emotions. And it, that, that's an example of where I would literally go and blow, grab a glass of water and sit outside and blow and blow and blow until I'm reset before I'd even go back in to talk to anybody because uh, I'm a sponge. And um, it's, it's literally for me a lifesaver. I've I use it if I wake up in the morning and I've had a bad dream. I use it uh, anywhere that I'm out and about because it's non-obvious. Nobody knows what the heck I'm doing, um, and it works for me immediately. Because again, when you look at the communication field in the book, I I want to. I want to track out of or unhook from or turn the radio station dials off of those other communication fields. And I always want to turn back into the earth matrix because the earth matrix doesn't have the stories that humans do. Mm -hmm. The earth uh, communication field is about fulfillment. It's about fertility. It's about life coming back online. That's what this planet is a terraforming planet. It's to give life. So if we're constantly interacting with all these other funky communication fields and we want to stop it, the best way to do that is to dial into an element, which water is, you know, and literally processing through that water, giving it back to the land, you're, you're shifting your timelines, if that makes any sense. So could you also just uh, go and sit on the ground, take off your shoes and just ground? Is that another way? Because you're sending all of that emotion down into the, into Gaia, actually. Yeah. Yeah, And, and, and I think that that's the piece that I really, I'm really glad you brought it up because that's easy to do too. We've got to reset back to the natural state you know, and, and, and sitting on the land, the land has strong vibrations, as long as the land is healthy. I mean, some of our land has gotten sick, too, because it's absorbed all these energies. So pick a nice piece of grass with a blooming tree, you know, and you know that the life force is there. And and you sit there and you, you just literally, like you said, breathe in the energy of the land and breathe out the the system or the energy or the connections that are not feeling good to you. And, and yeah, you're reset. And the thing that I like about little processes like this, that, you know, you can take two minutes to do is you're literally managing where you're operating in, you know? And I think it's important for us because we are becoming, and I don't want to put this emotion in a, negative way. I want to put it in a really positive way. We're becoming really sensitive to the rest of the world. Mm. And um, the rest of the world has its constructs of some are really positive and some are really negative. So like what radio station do you want to be listening to? It's simple, but we got to take action to reset because the mind is only one part of the equation. Right, right. Well, of course, everybody wants to listen to Law of Attraction Radio Network. (laughs) 
Well, and think about the seeds you're doing because you're planting consciousness with everything that you do. So guess what you're fueling on that timeline? You're saying that people are co-creators. You're opening the doorways to all the people. So when somebody's listening to your radio show, they're running that timeline. You know, I have spent a lot of time in, um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say a famous name, uh, sure. but she's an author, Hay House. Uh, I've spent a lot of time in her seminars, uh, Abraham uh, Esther Hicks. Oh, yeah. yeah. For years, I've, I've listened to her, but I've gone over the last two years to two, three years to be in the energy of it intentionally to fuel my timelines. And I've dragged my husband because I wanted to fuel him too, right? So the point of it is, and it's changed our life because we've been operating in that timeline, just like you're doing. You're teaching people that they have say over their lives. And that's huge because when everybody taps into that story, that awareness through timelines that are collective, then it raises everyone up. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, the big M word that we're not allowed to say starts to really flow because, you know, the wonder of the universe is all about fueling those higher, you know, where there's a flow, where there's an opening availability for things to flow, it flows with ease. It's when we're restricted and tied down that things block and slow down, right? So we can pick the time frames that we want to be in. Mm-hmm. Are you, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. So you you were going to see Esther Hicks, and I've always said that the one thing, because she says the same thing over and over again, but she has the energy that is so captivating. So when people are going to her, they keep on going back because they need that energetic fix. Is Is that correct? I sense that myself. For me, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go see, I wanted to go see how her matrix was working. I wanted to go understand how the human collective was interrelating within that setting. She always picks, you know, I've been lucky. I've been going on the cruises and, um, she always picks really nice venues and, and places because the vibration, the timeline is high. Right. She's also putting everyone in a timeline where everybody's receiving, um, you know, like on the cruises, you could be staying in the cheapest, cheapest room because that's what you can afford, but you're living like a king or a queen. Yeah. She's putting you in that timeline. So you see, she's, she's already doing this. She may not speak to it this way, but, you know, it's so funny because I was, I was at an, an Abraham Hicks event in Mexico and I had a woman come up to me and say to me, you're going to write a book that takes it to the next level for law of attraction. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I said, don't know what you're talking about, but hey, I'm listening and thank you for planting the seed. And, and then the book comes a, literally a year later. And it's exactly that. It's like, well, once we understand, okay, yes, we're magnetic. Yes, we have say. Yes, we're co-creators. Okay, now how do we co-create in the cleanest, most efficient way? And that's what this book is about, is starting to recognize that you're so complex, that you're sending and receiving with so many energies around you. Some of them are easy to recognize and some of them are unconscious and you're not aware of. So, you know, the trick... And this sounds really bizarre, but if I was struggling with money right now, I would go walk around at Fifth Avenue, um, uh, you know, 
uh, stores and and wear my my high end clothes and step into that for just feeling it, feeling like Esther does with everybody else. She puts them in the co-creative timeline that is the highest vibration that feels the best. You got to start doing those kind of things in your life. I can't get in shape and ex and and thinner and healthier if I don't stick myself in those timelines. Literally, you know. So that's just an example. It can work the other way where you're drawing into other timelines that are not positive, like I did with the accident. But you know, I, I I'm my biggest teacher right now is resistance. So when I'm feeling resistance in my life, I'm not in the optimal timeline. When I feel ease and I feel this um, flow, that's the words that come to me, then I'm in the timeline that I'm supposed to be in. So those that is my indicator. That is my indicator. When I'm not in fluidity, I'm, I'm out of the timeline that's most appropriate for me. Okay. So then how do you create another timeline saying, I I mean, just last week I was planning a trip. I couldn't get the flights and it it was like, oh my gosh, frustration through a whole day trying to get flights. And how, how do you correct that? I mean, finally, I just gave up and just said, I'm not going, I'm going to trust that if it was supposed to happen, yes, then I would be on that plane. It'd be easy for me to be frustrated throughout the day. Just said, wait a minute, you're not supposed to be going. So you use that awareness as an indicator of being in the right timeline or not. And I think that's brilliant. That's, that's the best medicine, the best wisdom. If there's something unfolding that you really, so you need to go to this place that you want to book, then I would personally set up an altar. And my, this is not a religious altar. This is an altar to communicate with the universe. I always say when I do the things that I do, it's to open a phone line to the universe. And so I literally set up an altar with a candle. I put pictures. I even brought some out here to show you. I, I put pictures. So say I want to go to Hawaii. I put a picture of Hawaii on the altar. Trust. You talked about trust. Isn't that so awesome? I put, you know, tools, tools that represent something to me. And then I light a candle every day on that altar, asking the universe to make space for this in the most appropriate, efficient way because it's something I desire. And send me signs. Send me signs. Again, I'm communicating with the universe. I got the phone to my ear and I'm saying, okay, guys, this is what I need. Show up. Tell me what it is I need. And and these little hints then start to come like you knew right away, okay, this is too much resistance. I'm not meant to go. But if you really want to go there, then I would go the next step, take action, open up that altar, say, here's what I'm doing. This is what I need. Give me signs. And then something else is going to show up for you to say clearly, yes, you need to go. And this is where you're going. And these are the details or no, this is not the time for you to go because your soul has a better wisdom of why that would be not the case right now. Right? So I trust, that's why I picked the word trust (laughs) that when I open that phone line, I'm going to be answered. Um, and I think it, it, 
it's the next step in that action process. And like I said, this is not a religious thing. This is setting something in motion and saying, okay, universe, I need more help. And I say to people, you know, if you're designing a home, it's in my book, if you're designing a home, uh, you're renovating, and you want the clearest, most efficient timeline to that experience, then go and buy some materials that you like, that you would love to see on things. Literally, you know, just like the old vision boards, but put it in an altar, tend to it every day. If it gets old, the universe stops hearing you. Interesting. So you light the candle and you let it stay there for the day? Yep. Yeah. And what I'm doing is I'm fueling with light more information, more co-creational support. Um, My tools on the altar represent the symbols of that which I'm seeking. Um, It's personal. It's artistic. It's creative. It's accessing those higher dimensional energies of co-creation. And um, as I'm lighting the candle, I usually say a prayer, an intentional statement that says, I'm seeking this and I'm asking the universe to assist me in understanding how that next step may take place. So I'm bridging timelines, really. I'm going from this is where I'm at and this is where I want to go. Bridge me. Yeah. Interesting. So fascinating. So that's a good little step, but it's also an action step. Because if you're just thinking it in your mind, it's going to get cluttered with all the everyday stuff. But if you actually do that with an altar, you you are focusing in on the intent. And you are that is absolutely brilliant. I mean scientifically brilliant. (laughs) Well, it's a quantum field you're interrelating with. So the day that you guys contacted me, I had done an altar. So for my book, for my book. So I had already done one and you contacted me within two hours of. So there's an example of it in action. And all I was saying to spirit was bring the most efficient and most clear direction on how to get this book out and boom. You guys contacted me. So I'm our. Hey, I'm we gonna, listen to the universe here. You know, tell, tell us where to go. <laughs> well, isn't that cool, though? Isn't that a great story on how this actually works? It's it and it, it works. I'm not kidding because you guys are the you guys are a hub for this information to get out there. It really makes sense energetically uh, and timeline wise to work with you. So. You know, if, if this isn't fluff, uh, no. even though I know it sometimes metaphysics can be fluffy. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess I'm in the world of shamanism where we don't, well, when we put um, our ceremonies in motion, things change immediately. It's immediate. So you got to always make sure you're doing it from the most appropriate and high visioned um, direction. But for me, this. This book helped me understand why certain things had happened with clients, why they were struggling with certain things they wanted to co-create, um, because I realized, well, they got an, you know, they've got issues with a parallel timeline that needs healing. And so you heal that through your own actions, like doing altars, working with another healer, sitting on the land and releasing the story and closing that doorway and then opening in the doorway you seek through your own actions of like working with an altar or like I said, you know, um, 
there's statements we can make every day. And then, you know, I blow, I use tools. I, you know, I use stones, I use crystals, I carry them on me. Those are intentional tools that say, I'm in my timeline and nobody's touching my timeline. (laughs) And, And it's awesome because it works. And so, and I'm always dialing. So this is important for it's just two, th- two other things. I just want to say quickly, I'm always dialing into the earth to get that, that energy flowing in my life. So I like the stones. I like the crystals. I like the water. I use fire like candle work. So uh, on my website, I have videos of how to release uh, using fire and um, it's easy takes minutes just like the water does but sometimes we have to release physical energies not just emotional mental ones and fire is great for release of physical um, so if I walk in the mall and I have a headache after and it's and there's no thought in my mind of what the headache's about then I may use a candle to release the pain in my head because it's it's energy I picked up that um through a timeline, a mini timeline exchange that's not mine, but I got to release it. So I use the fire to pull it out and, and release it to the fire. Um, the other thing is, and this is probably the most important part of my message to the world right now, and I'm grateful to you for helping me get it out there. We have big timelines collectively that we have lived in on this planet. And we've had, we've had our personal timelines, which is what we've been talking about this whole time. But we also have big collective timelines, like, like the times of Egypt when we were in golden years, the times of the Maya, the times of Lemuria and Atlantis when we were in those golden years. Um, prior to 2012, we were locked into a matrix, a grid that didn't allow us to access those. But as we moved through the universe into new areas, that grid started to dissolve. And so now those bigger golden timelines are starting to open up to us. And that's why we're seeing some really neat things starting to unfold. When you think of how long you've done the law of attraction, right? You've, you've been working in this field and, and sharing this great information. Now more will start to open up to you in what you're doing because you're starting to access those other timelines that perhaps you were involved with what were very golden. Interesting. So we can ask, let's go back to what's the definition of golden. When we are strong co-creators, when the universe is um, providing everything we need, when there's less ego and more heart. um, Okay. So like if you were talking about Atlantis, it was during that time period when everyone was flourishing they were creating, they knew their own power, they knew they were powerful beings, yeah. and not the time that it went down in the water. So that was a totally different timeline. It was, so that's it what was you're talking yes, about. yeah, a fulfilled Atlantis is a timeline. Uh, a falling Atlantis is another timeline. Okay. And these are big collective chunks of time. These are, have a lot of information in them. And so they, in some way, most of us have relationship with a golden timeline. We do. We've either been in, 
connected to Atlantis or the Maya or, or, or Lemuria or, you know, Egypt where they were powerful, powerful um, star people coming in and out, all of these experiences. But we've all got some connection likely to a time when everything was flourishing. And so, like I say to people, if you could get out of all these scarce and ego-driven timelines that you're living in, work some of your your M word, the magic in in your life and open the doorways, then you can start to access wisdom and, and more energy to fuel that which you are looking to fuel in your life. And that's why timeline management is important. So like I said to you today, I put on a scarf I bought from Egypt uh, to do this interview because I've been to Egypt. I've done sacred work over there. And so I want to tie into that really wise time. And so I intentionally do things like that. That's so interesting because um, December 2012, we had a lot of attraction crews to Mayan, to uh, Tulum, Tulum, I should say. And so we had a group of people and we discovered as we were standing in a circle in this Tulum village that we had all been connected in a previous life and we made a contract to come back in December of 2012 and we all became family. We were just, oh my gosh, this is huge. And so my timeline, I'm connected to the Mayan. Exactly. That is, it's brilliant. And it's so, oh my gosh, overwhelming. And beautiful when something like that happens. And it's an experience I will never, ever, ever, ever forget in my life or my future lives. (laughs) So your timeline is still running in the Mayan Cosmovision. It's still you. You're still existing in it. It may be a parallel timeline. It may be a past timeline. It may be both. I mean, the key is we don't know, right? right? But the cool part is, is when you need something magical or or forceful in your life to shift something, that would be the timeline I interrelate with. So I would do something like listen to Mayan prayers. I would, um, you know, I would set up something with an altar. I may get the pictures out from that trip and reconnect back in and say, okay, spirit, I just connected back into that timeline. Now I need to get more information from that. Oh, that's you see, great. that's a doorway you already have. Now open it when you need it. Oh my gosh, that is wonderful. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. Now, it, now you are connecting the dots for me. This is really, really informative, and and I'm resonating exactly to everything that you're saying here. So it is important. So we can change the timeline back into being the productive uh, place where we want to be. But we still have to, we still have to experience the other timelines or control the other timelines. Well, my sense of it is um, control is an interesting word, but I, my, my feeling is if you're suffering through something, it's because something needs to be tended to. It's something in the human communication field. Either you have a doorway because of a family member that has the same story. Um, you have to, you have to bring healing to that area of your life that isn't working, where there's most resistance. And so when I'm when I get something showing up where I'm, it's resistant. 
I'll do the water release work. I'll do the fire release work. I'll go sit on the land and do meditation and I'll get more information. And sometimes I'm guided to things I have to do to, to heal it. Sometimes it's just done. And I can't, I can't tell you everybody's a snowflake. Yeah. But, but you know, the cool part is you have the capacity as a powerful co-creator in your life who's divine being walking on this planet right now to heal that which needs healing. And you have to listen to your divine guidance to figure out what that might be, you know, and if somebody's passed on, you know, it may be that you have to do a, an altar honoring them. I, I, I never can say every client I ever worked with the, the, equation for healing was different with every one of them and so it's like that's why I say we're snowflakes but when we are when when something is drawing us in something is pulling us in we need to pay attention to what the something is beyond the story I know these big timeline jumps can happen, but usually in the most crisis of time in your life or the most challenging time, I think the beauty of our timelines can be managed every day, you know, through the the things we've talked about. And then I think we can also really start to co-create using our actions and and our co-creational powers to then dial into the timelines that we really want to bring into the world for ourselves and for our family. And, and the book it really goes into that. So I, I feel like we're onto something here. Yeah. And I really feel that the work you're doing in the world helps people keep remembering who they are and what they're capable of. And that's what we need. We need that consciousness out globally as far as it'll go. Right. And uh, the work that you're doing as well. Oh, my goodness. This is really great information. And we are almost out of time, but I want to um, have you tell people, well, one, you do coaching. Is that correct? I coach uh, for people with a, from a distance since you're in the States. Yeah. I do coaching on Skype and, um, and also by phone. Uh, I call it mentoring, really, because to me, everybody is different. And um, I often, I I, I mentor people for years, but now I'm getting into the timeline uh, arena. And it's really super cool, because I can see where people are stuck. And and then I can walk them through a release that helps them unstick. So um, yeah, so and that's, that's where it, that's where it really helps with you being a medium because you're collecting information on them psychically, so yeah. that you can speed up the process. I think that's really neat. Um, so how do they get in touch with you to talk to you directly through Skype, or if they're in your hometown, you're in Canada. Yeah, I'm in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So I'm in the west side of the of Canada. So yeah, um, they can email me. I, I think the best thing if they go to my website, timelessness.ca, it has everything there. It has my YouTube videos explaining how to do your own healing work. It has the book information and it has how to contact me. Plus, I do a newsletter uh, once or twice a month, uh, and it's always. Uh, divine information about how to help yourself. Oh my so, gosh, you got to sign up for that newsletter. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, this is powerful. I mean, yeah. just to get this info, 
directed, I mean, just sent to you. This is powerful stuff. So I'm going to encourage everybody to go. And the name of the book is once Shifting again, Timelines. And they can get it on Amazon or yes. your website. Book website called shiftingtimelines.com. It's not a big book. I was told to really keep it short and simple. It's like, I really want people to play and understand the timelines rather than get stuck in the muck yeah. of detail. Thank you so much for bringing this information to us. I, I know that the audience is excited about it as, as I am. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for what you do in the world. It's big work. So we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.